Welcome guys to the Trying Podcast. My name is Nanini and on this podcast I'll be sharing with you the steps that I'll be taking to try and get over my fears and get out of my comfort zone. I have struggled to come to terms with the idea that even after I stumble and fall, as a believer of Christ, I'm not condemned. It's just hard to accept that. You see, I have struggled with my thoughts ever since I could make sense of my surroundings. It wasn't long till I realized at a very young age that there were quote-unquote grown-up things that I wasn't allowed around. Whether it was music or movies, I'd be told to leave the room since it wasn't for kids. Of course, as a curious kid, I would end up later finding out what exactly it was that I was being denied. (laughs) That's how I saw it. As being denied that experience of listening to the music or watching the movie. As I grew up, now having this hidden knowledge as an adolescent, my mind became the place where I'd secretly replay those songs and those movie scenes. Of course, adding that with the normal day-to-day thoughts, my mind became very clustered. And I found an easier way of decluttering my mind to be journaling. You see, I couldn't risk one of my siblings reading my journal. So I made sure to leave out the, the dark thoughts. So then this became my deep dark secret. So now having grown up and matured, my quiet personality became my mask. I was masking my struggle. The struggle of trying to focus on normal tasks. The struggle of trying to fight the dark thoughts. The struggle of perversion. My deep dark secret allowed me to add things to my perverted mind and I got stuck in that hole. In it was overly sexualizing others, especially the opposite sex, perverting normal words and of course pornography. You see, it's hard for me to separate these three. It's like one starts, then the others follow. This has been the battle I've been fighting for a good number of years. I tried so hard to stop, so hard, but I lost every time. As a person who spends most of her waking hours in her head thinking constantly, it has not been easy trying to stop thinking about something rooted in my mind. Then last year, I came across a sermon series by Pastor Michael Todd of Transformation Church called Grace Like a Flood. That series wrecked my whole faith system. You see, I had stopped really having a relationship with God for quite a while. My faith was all over the place. I had gotten used to God being this genie in a lamp for me, where I'd rub the lamp and sometimes the genie would come out. But also, I knew that he was powerful enough to judge me. So I stayed away from him for a while. I felt ashamed. I felt judged and condemned. I felt the distance. I was far gone in my mind. I remember some years back when we'd go to church on Sundays, I'd find myself just bawling into tears during worship. And I'd always, in every service, give my life to Christ again and again, every service. Because I felt like I needed to be saved afresh every week. I didn't feel deserving of this unconditional love of Jesus that I had had all my life. Then during that week, I'd try my best to not think the thoughts and not to log in on those sites. But no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't pull myself up from that dark pit. 
So after listening to this grace like a flood message, I had to just pause and rethink everything I had grown up knowing about my faith. I found myself rewatching these sermons over and over since what he was saying didn't sound true at first. I'd even pick up my dusty Bible and read along with him the Bible scriptures he read to confirm the message of grace. It really took me a while to accept that I didn't have to be saved every single Sunday if I really meant it the first time I surrendered to Christ. I'd have questions like, but I'm still struggling with pornography. How can I still be saved? But I haven't read my Bible yet. How can I still be saved? But my thoughts are still dark. How can I be right with God? I had so many questions. Then I slowly came to understand that this Jesus, who I gave my life to, who I trusted with my heart, didn't condemn me. He didn't shame me. He even called me his friend. Romans 8.1 says that there is no condemnation now for those who live in union with Christ Jesus. The verses that follow that first verse go deeper and explain why those who believe are not condemned. To paraphrase it, God loved us human beings so much that he decided to save us once and for all from sin. Before, people lived by the law that God had given Moses to guide the people of God. But since we are human beings and human is to error, which means we are sinful in nature, the people of God would then have to offer pure offerings as sacrifices to God for the forgiveness of their sins. And by pure, it meant it had to be flawless. But God knew that these people would still sin and end up being punished by the law. So he promised them a new covenant and sent his one and only son, who knew no sin, to be sacrificed on the cross for our sins once and for all. That day when Jesus was crucified on the cross, he took up all our sins and he cleared completely our sin accounts. And so instead, the people who believed in him would receive righteousness. Since the Bible says that the wages of sin is death, God condemned our sin through Jesus. Instead of us dying, Jesus died and resurrected on the third day. Then after ascending to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit to be our helper always here on earth. So by accepting that Jesus died for the forgiveness of my sins, I then receive righteousness. This means that I have now been made right with God forever. So then I don't have to keep getting saved every Sunday because by believing in my heart that Jesus died for the forgiveness of my sins, it means that all the sins I committed in the past, the sins I'm committing now, and those that I will commit in the future, Jesus has already crucified them on the cross. I'm free from sin. I know. I know. I just couldn't believe that. I didn't have to work and perform to prove myself to God, to prove that I deserve forgiveness and salvation. I didn't. But remember, you see, I'm still a human being. And even in my new life in Christ, where I am not condemned, my body will still be tempted. I might try to avoid the temptation, but when I try and fail, then I sin. All I have to do is be conscious of my sin and turn to Jesus for forgiveness. I confess what I have done to him with a true remorseful heart. 
and immediately he'll forgive me of my sins. And since I've surrendered my heart to him, he will know if I truly mean it when I ask for forgiveness or if I'm just using my salvation as a reason to do whatever I want. Romans 8.5 talks about this and says, Those who live as their human nature tells them to have their minds controlled by what human nature wants. Those who live as the Spirit tells them to have their minds controlled by what the Spirit wants. To be controlled by human nature results in death. To be controlled by the Spirit results in life and peace. So it started becoming clear to me and I understood that I am saved and that Jesus cleared my sin account and gave me righteousness, which meant that I am now and forever made right with God. I also embraced the fact that the Holy Spirit of God, the Helper, is always in me and with me and guides me and teaches me what is right in God's eyes and what is wrong. He doesn't condemn me. He corrects me and reminds me to ask for forgiveness when I sin. Also, to just pile on that, there is no small sin or big sin to God. To God, even the little white lie is equal to theft. It's all the same to God. So by confessing my sin to Jesus in prayer, I get to be forgiven. And with the power of the Holy Spirit, I can continue walking and living this new life in Christ that is full of life and peace. To be honest, sometimes I still have to try and force myself to embrace and accept this. That even as I walk through these dark valleys in my mind, and as I continue battling these thoughts, I'm not alone in it anymore. I now have an army fighting with me. This is something that I have been trying to instill deep down. I'm also learning that as I continue praying daily for my mind to be freed from perversion, I need also to understand that God, who knows best, can choose to instantly free me from any or all of these perverted areas I'm battling. He can also decide to work on my mind step by step by giving me daily the strength and power I need to fight through the struggle so that I continue building my trust and my faith in him since he knows what he's doing and it's all for my good. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 10, Paul writes about this as well. He says, But to keep me from being puffed up with pride because of the many wonderful things I saw, I was given a thorn in my flesh, which acts as Satan's messenger to torment me and keep me from being proud. Three times I prayed to the Lord about this and asked him to take it away. But his answer was, my grace is all you need, for my power is greater when you are weak. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weakness in order to feel the protection of Christ's power over me. I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So Paul says that even though God did not immediately remove this issue he had, he said God's grace is all he needed and God's power is greater when he is weak. That's also what I'm trying to embrace now as I continue praying and fighting to be freed from perversion. God's grace, which is his unmerited, 
unearned, undeserved kindness and favor. His grace is sufficient through this struggle, more so when I consciously and intentionally try to avoid any of the triggers that would lead me to sin. Triggers like boredom, reminiscing on past relationships, passionate scenes in movies and series, and my monthly menses are those of which I'm currently aware of, and I try my best, with the help of the Holy Spirit, to control some and keep off others. It's a journey that I'm choosing to take one step at a time. So all I have to do now is keep trying. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully you'll be joining me every Tuesday for new episodes of the Trying Podcast. Stay safe, guys. Bye.